What Radio, the music you want. With your host, Steve Dan. Are you totally deranged? What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you could have me at your next event. You know I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Oh, you're not entertained. Let me entertain you. Today on the program, speaking of entertainment, I have Say Yes, Do Nothing. Oh, you know that name. You've heard that name. I've had at least one member of Say Yes, Do Nothing on the podcast before, way back in uh, in June of 2020. Yes, I've had them on the podcast. You've heard a little bit, but you're going to hear a little bit more in the next few minutes. So stick around. Uh, yeah, out of London town. So exciting. All right. This week's shows, I will be at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. The usual Friday night gig, the video dance party, karaoke jam. Yes, I said karaoke. You're the stars of the show. It's a little concert starring each and every one of you at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. So excited. So excited to be at the Rab uh, once again. Oh, my goodness. I, I know I skipped out last week because I was at the uh, I was at the middle school doing a, little, a middle school dance. And that was fun. That was a lot of fun. But uh, I'm happy to be, be back at the Rab. They got a full bar, kitchens open, pool tables, pool tournament on Friday nights. So if you want to try your hand at playing pool and possibly make some money while you're doing it, I encourage you to check out the Rab, Conway, Arkansas. Yeah, 8 p.m. until 12.30 in the AM on Friday night. And then on Saturday, Saturday, I have a wedding. I have a wedding on Saturday in Benton, Arkansas. But unless you're invited, you cannot come. Why am I mentioning it? Because I'm excited that I get to do weddings. I get to be part of people's special day. And, you know, a small part, you know, a small part of the show. You know, I, I may be biased, but I think the music's kind of important when you go to a wedding or any kind of an event uh, is to to hear the good music in the background uh, properly played at the proper order, you know, while you're having some dinner, you know, keep it a little more tuned down. And then when you're ready to dance, bring up the energy. So excited to be a part of the day. And I, I like that uh, I'm able to get together with the brides and grooms and, you know, the wedding planners and make sure that I'm playing the right music for them, for their family, for their friends, and making sure that their their wedding goes off without a hitch. Because I, I want it to be as perfect as they do. I do. I want that wedding to go well because there's uh there's no second chance. <laughs> it's, it's a one-time deal. The first show is uh wait, the second show is better than the first show. There will be no second show. The first show is all you got. So make it right. Make it count right. Speaking of making it count right, let me uh, get into it with say yes, do nothing. I got uh, David Eastman, Matthew Poole, and Jake H. Brown out there in London town uh ready to get on the on the skype uh, i got them on skype so if you're listening to the audio version of this i encourage you to check out the youtube version it's uh, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash keys dan all right skyping say yes do nothing now Hey. All right, then. It's almost uh, it's whoever speaking is going to be the one that's going to be on my uh, broadcast software. But you're looking good. You're sounding good. Say yes. Do nothing. Uh, last time I spoke, uh, it was t- only to David Eastman, uh, humanitarian songwriter, rock singer. And uh, now I'm being joined in by the uh, by Maddie Poole and the mystery guy. Uh, uh, it's me. Mystery I think. <laughs> this is Jake, our, our well-known bassist. Hello. Fantastic. All right. Give me your best bass face as we start this thing off. <laughs> All right. For those that are listening to the audio version, I encourage you to check out the video version because you're going to hear you're going to be able to see these lovely lads uh, to 
to the to this side of me here. But, uh, you know, whoever's speaking is the one that's going to be uh, on the screen. And I'm kind of excited about talking and catching up to say yes, do nothing. Last time you were rocking uh, all over the UK or at least many, many parts of the UK. Uh, where do we find you now? Uh, David. <laughs> where is David? I think David should. Uh... I'm here. We're in London. We're playing in London still and uh, starting to branch out. We uh, just played uh, in a town outside of London where we passed some cows. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, uh, so that, that was good. That was good. That was a good introduction. And uh, uh, it was called Leighton Buzzard. I don't, I don't know why the town is called Leighton Buzzard, but uh, we, saw the, we saw the buzzard. There was a crow. Yeah, in the I, thought, see, I thought it was the venue. Well, I thought it was the venue, not, not the actual like town. <laughs> well, just like the pubs, uh, the pubs get named so crazily, so strangely, at least to, to me. But I, I think it's whatever was happening at that particular time, a uh, couple of centuries ago at that particular place. Uh, that's what the, the the name of the pub ends up being. And probably yeah, the names of the towns as well. The, the diarrhea and syphilis, I think is a, a, a very common or um, the, uh, the, the the fell down and died of uh, bacterial infection is what we're just in general i think you know common <laughs> problems in the 17th century so i, I always wanted to call a place the squirrel and pigeon that because I think yeah. that London, the squirrel and pigeon would sum it up Oh, I mean, it, guess it depends on what you're drinking at that particular moment. Uh, you're not supposed to be mixing certain kinds of drinks. And this is coming from a complete non-drinker. I had a half a beer uh, one time when I was 21 years old and I passed out uh, totally drunk. And they put me, uh, my, my friends, my mates uh, put me next to this young lady that I really was attracted to. And they, they let me sleep there next to her all night. So I woke up thinking, did I? Didn't I? Did we? Did we? I don't know. I don't know. But I never wanted to have that feeling again. Uh, how How's your drinking game? Are you better than I am? Probably. Oh, man, we're, we're better than the States, I think, aren't we, David? Well, yeah. you guys are. Yeah. Drinking. Yeah. Yeah, we can, you know, we can knock a few down, I think, especially yeah. after a, after a, a good show as well. Oh, yeah. And we're just hanging out with everyone. Yeah, we know, were, we're, we're the recording party. our new EP uh, yesterday, and... Uh, on the as day. the day progressed, as the drinks progressed, you can hear the first song is quite, you know, tight, very clean. And by the last song, uh, it's getting pretty rowdy and, and loose. So uh, I, I think it made it better. But uh, people will hear it when it comes out pretty soon. Well, that's David Eastman getting us back on track, you know, talking about the music and what have you. But I'm thinking of the life of the entertainer. Uh, you go to work at 9 p.m., and you get up around, I mean, you get off of work just around the time the sun rises. And I, that's not, my, those aren't my, my words. I'm paraphrasing B.B. King uh, in a song that he, he did. Uh, you go to work at 9 p.m. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I know that after a show, I'm jazzed. I'm up. You know, even if it's 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm still in pep. And you got to think about those people that work 9 to 5 during the day. At five o'clock, do you go home and go straight to bed? No, you wind down a little bit. Maybe watch a little bit of telly. Maybe listen to some music. Maybe read a book. Maybe exercise. You know, I probably should exercise more. I, I know that. All right, there was another thing that you were that we were talking about that uh, you're into, David Eastman. Uh, is the um, is is exercise and and um, nutrition? Is that something you're still into? He eats salad. I, I do eat a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you eat salad, man, without hummus, anything. Hummus and celery. That is new. Espresso. Chicken. <laughs> well, as I long mean, as it's I think, um, Rob, your friend Rob, did a good job of uh, you know keeping you healthy. <laughs> I mean, you do you do a good job with it anyway. You're better than me because I'm I'm awful for it, especially in London. Like it's um it's very easy to to eat unhealthy. I think so. Mm -hmm. Kudos yeah. to you, to be honest, David. So yeah, think, things you find on the street, you know, whatnot. <laughs> well, especially when you're on the road, it's hard to find something that's good for you. If you're on the road, you're looking at fast food after fast food after fast food. And to take 45 minutes to an hour and a half to sit down at a nice restaurant and and eat something proper, it takes a, a little bit of planning. You know why? 
You know what? Service ninnies. Uh, you know, you toilet know, toilet 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 places are not pleasant. Um, Dave, are you loud enough there? Can we can we hear you all right? Can you hear me all right? There you go. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. Something got turned loud. down over there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, it's all right. Don't worry. It's yeah. okay if we yeah, can't hear. Yeah, Dave. The last time we talked was. Uh, Turn off again. I think your internet's a bit crap. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> uh, talk amongst uh, yourself. Oh no, there, there you go. No, that's no, fine again. Oh, he's right. Oh, yeah. Um. So yeah, we've uh, yeah we've been recording recently. Um, we did two whole days of recording uh, with Jake doing doing the most part of the uh, the audio side. I've been playing drums, getting some drums tracked down, and then after that we did like guitars, bass. Uh, not done vocals yet, but um, no, it's ne- next week. That is, is it next week. Next week or something. Do next week. So uh, and then in the meantime, we've got a gig on uh, Saturday at the Beehive in London. Uh, there's another one on, is it 5th of November or something, David? Is it the 3rd or the 5th? Got a few Saturday, gigs. Saturday. Also Maddie's birthday. Hey, yeah. hey happy birthday, Maddie. Excellent. To come to the gig and see it. But, yeah. yeah, so speaking of uh, being up all night, it's probably going to be one Saturday. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Hopefully people show up. Well, I don't know. I, with you young lads, I suspect it's not a problem. But uh, with an old fart like me, uh, before a gig, I got to take a nap. You know, I, I find myself, you know, there's people that say they meditate. I think I meditate uh, for a couple of hours in horizontal position and, and in fully uh, sleep mode, uh, REM sleeping. And then I can get up and do that uh, do that gig. It, it's just, ah, it, it's a drag getting older. Uh, looking forward to it. But um, uh, David Eastman, I, I heard you uh, say it a little bit. Last time we spoke was on June 27th of 2020, dead smack in the middle of the pandemic. And I know that w- there was some challenges with trying to record, trying to get your your uh, people together, your the, the bandmates together, all the instrumentation, all the recordings, and then having uh, one, one uh, probably overworked engineer putting it all together and making it into something of some semblance of a good, oh, okay. So I'm guessing the bassist is the engineer. Yeah, yeah he does. He does the, he does God's work. He does God's work. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a, it's a tough job. You know, the engine, the editor, the engineer, the, the person that's putting it all together is the one that is the hero in a movie, in a, in a book, even the, the publisher, there's an editor there as well you know all these creatives you need to have somebody well i know that you're part of the band but at least if you could be somebody who's a little more impartial where (laughs) i've had it before to where the drummer was the editor so or or was the engineer so guess what you heard a lot of in the song drums drums couldn't hardly hear the vocal couldn't hear the guitarist couldn't hear anything so whoever is, you, you know, am I hearing too much bass? No, there's never too much bass. Never too much bass. <laughs> Crank it. Crank it. That's the rhythm. Crank. That's what keeps the people moving is all that bass. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm biased. Maybe me and Jake are biased. But yeah, yeah, maybe. Bass, bass and drums are quite, quite significant. Guitar isn't very relevant, really. No, you need guitars. <laughs> but, um, you, you know, you need a good rhythm section. And especially if you can make... A rhythm section sound good. You you win in at yes. that point. You've won absolutely. Yeah, the rhythm section is is definitely the heart and soul of the of the song. That's what's going to keep those people going. And then the the guitarist and the singer is the one that's going to be telling the story, uh, put bringing people up with those nice uh, chords, those plus those uh, uh, positive chords, and then bringing people back down with those melancholy uh, negative chords. And you know, it, it, it's a story to be told. But on top of that rhythm section, all right. Yeah, yeah. What do you have to say about that? I mean, it's like I, I do. I am a bit biased with the whole drum and bass thing, but um, you know, everyone's got a part. If you don't have all the parts working together properly, you know, you're only as good as your weakest link. So yeah. the fact that we've got, you know, I've got three other very talented musicians is quite a, it's quite a benefit really, because then you can actually you can worry less about having to play the songs live and more about having fun once you know you get you get tight you get comfortable with each other's playing and then you can just like have fun then have a drink chill out enjoy the show 
Yeah. One of my favorite open mics, we're going on probably 30 years ago, and I'm still talking about it, and I'm sure I've mentioned it on this podcast. Um, the open mic was uh, down in, in Miami at, at a place called Tobacco Road, and there was a, a, a bassist, um, I think it was a Mexican fellow on the bass, and uh, a fellow playing a bucket, and it had me mesmerized for about 45 minutes the two, a, a, a bucket and a bass, uh, electric bass. But it was so fascinating, and it had me going. And I, it's amazing. That's, that was minimalist. And I, I think the Strokes are a two-man team, right? Isn't that uh, a drum and a guitar mostly? Quite a few uh, bands that kind of take it upon, you know, one or two people to, you know, cre- create the songs, produce them, and then they've got, you know, the other two, you know, or- three musicians who were kind of just like supporting them giving them ideas or playing the song live and things but um yeah i mean i've noticed that with so yeah i think the strokes do it uh kasabian did it uh who else uh royal bloods two people they they kind of weigh in on it uh half and half uh 1975's drummer and singer do all the production things like that there is it's it's a good way to go really so that is in a similar way like you know david is our like master songwriter you know he's got he's got the lyrics he's got the feels he's got the uh, the ideas and i think jake puts it alive you know in in recorded you know status and um, i just i just play the songs to be honest they come with, to me with a good idea and you i'm like yep, 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 yep. i have good ideas have good but, ideas um, as well like i uh, that to it all. yeah i do i do well to to you know just do my part and play the song <laughs> and come up with some stuff as well mm-hmm. it's always fun well, I mean, you know, hey, it's it's good to have a team to where you can share the workload. It's not all put on on one person's yes. shoulders. Yes, David yeah. uh, is probably the the uh, majority of the songwriter, but you all have a part. You all have a part to play. He could bring you an idea, and here I'm talking about him like he's not here. But David, you could weigh in. Tell me about you know what you bring as and to the people uh, to the rest of your bandmates. And then, um, and then, what do they you, do with it? You know, the, it's sort of like being the playwright, and uh, and then they start to produce your play, and your your work is done now, and uh, you can go sit in the the seats while the director or the actors start figuring it out. And thank you very much. You know, thank you for the words. Uh, it's a lot of. It's, I think there's a bit of that where I bring an idea, or maybe like I think Maddie said it well, like a feel. Like I don't know, this kind of sounds like a reggae song, and you know, and then it goes from there. But uh, I mean, these guys, <laughs> it's really nice. To, like it's the Maddie puts the turbo into every song. Like when he chooses to kick in, it's like going into fifth gear with the nitro and and Jake adds the thunder and and, and cool backup vocals on, on, on the bass and our guitar player, uh he's he's really good, but you'd never know it because he goes a bit wacko uh with the solos. So uh all you know but the the EP when we recorded yesterday, like half of his solos it was like he was deconstructing its solo. Like like it felt like he was falling down the stairs with his guitar. So you never you never know what he's going to do. Um, so, yeah. But I think, honestly, I think the reason why a lot of the songs have come from me lately, one, I have a sh- super short attention span. So, like, I'll present a song, and then two weeks later, I'm like, I'm tired of that. Um, but also, I think everybody else is writing stuff, but we haven't had a chance to start working on those ones yet. So I, I think... <laughs> Like we've got, we're going to have enough for like a quadruple album or maybe just like a, a small library of songs, maybe like a, a our own kind of download website, basically, of music. I don't know. I've got, what, like 30, 40 songs ready to <laughs> do stuff with? I don't, I don't think we should like, I think we should just keep it loose. You know, if we've got good ideas, don't like, don't rush to make, a, you know, an album or an EP. No. Like, the reason we've done this, this well, the stuff we're working on now is because we've had these songs for a while. We all know them. We're all comfortable with them. We want to put them and make them sound good, you know, so you can listen to it. But um, you know, the ideas in the future, you know, who's to say? Like, we don't have to make any. Like, we're not abided to like make a certain album or EP. Just if you want to do a single, do a single, whatever. Yeah. Like we uh, we do like a, a change up of words and stuff, or, or like you slow down a certain song and then you've made like a like a like a remix of you know the songs we do, which we do sometimes as well. So we recorded one of those, and yeah. it's um, yeah, it's it's fun to just make the songs, isn't it? 
it's nice to have too much material rather than too little material. And uh, the analogy of the playwright you were talking about, uh, it you know, I've heard some productions where the playwright uh, it will bring that script and get kicked out of the room completely. No, you're you're done with the production. <laughs> All, you've given me the words. Now this, um, yeah, David, that yeah, David, you as a playwright, I don't, I don't suspect that you're going to be able to uh, to have that luxury of getting out. And then not having to to do anything more, you have to get in with the with the rest of the group and finesse and and talk over and make sure that that everything gets hammered down right. Now, with forty different ideas, you know, from from having an idea that is maybe just a a, a sentence or a couple of maybe a paragraph of an idea, a treatment, if you will, or some bullet points, or to have something that's fully formed. And in front of you, and you're ready to just you know tur- hit record on that button. Yeah, how how often do you get a, a you know from one of the members a fully formed idea uh, scripted with um, you know with the uh, the music notes all lined up, and here it is on the page. Hit record. Let's go. How often does that happen? David, David here. David here. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess we'll take it. Um, how often does it happen that we have an idea ready to go and ready to record? Is that the... Is that the oh, uh, that's it, yeah. Uh, no, no, I mean, we don't... Because... We, so, so basically, I, I only joined, uh, and Jake as well, we only joined um, quite a while after the band was formed. So it was just Dan uh, and David, the two guitarists, and uh, they had different drummers, different bassists. So we've only just actually come into this band a few months ago. Yeah. Uh, so all the ideas that we've had so far have been like already made songs. Pre- pre-existing. Pre-existing songs. like songs. So basically we're just redoing them with our own uh, bass and drums on it yeah. and then re-recording it and then releasing it again. So from now we can start like making new songs and then actually kicking off from, you know, where david left off a few years ago with well, different members well i also think that we've really settled into these songs now yeah like we all know exactly what we're doing the ones that we've just recorded yeah, yeah. so um, we're adding bits to it having fun with yeah it. so we're probably gonna like get write new songs and play them a couple of gigs and really get used to them know the songs and then we're gonna go and record so it's never really like a demo we can do like in a day one or two demos but like a re- proper recording it's really once we've settled into the actual tunes and like that's why it's kind of it, it was two days we did i think eight songs seven yeah we we, seven we got songs through in two songs. days like but like yeah so yeah. one like, after the other like we we did these in like a handful of takes and then you know just went on to the next one so awesome. the work the workflow is awesome it's like because yeah. it's, it's so easy it's to, very calm to do. as well it's calm it's fun it's like simple do this do this do this off you go it's done yeah. and it's it's like that for every time we've recorded a song yeah well, there's one also- other thing that, i'm back i'm back can you hear me oh yes. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so one other thing we did dan is um on november 5th we're playing a charity benefit for musicians in ukraine it's an ngo that supports musicians in ukraine and so since we're playing this benefit with unknown sounds in London, we also we took a song, not an, and reworked it to uh, be able to release as a single. That could um, the proceeds from the royalties will go towards that that benefit. Um, so we're also not just writing new stuff; we're also kind of sometimes reworking things, um, you know, to support things that we that we feel strongly about. So that song uh, will be called "Play for Keeps," and it's coming out next week. Uh, with unknown sounds and and uh, uh, special editions records, so people should look for that. A nice gift for Christmas, and uh, hopefully it'll provide some help to the musicians who are struggling in Ukraine. Well, that was uh, one of the things good. that we talked about before uh, on the last podcast that we did, uh, David. Is that not only are you you know playing uh, for for profit, uh, if you will, but you're also giving back a little bit. Uh, you have humanitarian interests as well. Uh, once you get to a certain level and you're starting to, you know, you make enough money to to you know make a living. If you have any extra, hey, try to try to pass that around. I know that's a, a very socialist idea. And for us Yankee capitalists out here and on this side of the pond, it's it's kind of 
tough for people to go socialism. We hate socialism, but you have police, you have fire department, you have, you know, very, you know, road departments, you have a lot of socialist things that you have to, to deal with uh, that, that you have. And if they weren't there, you would miss them a lot. You know, we need our police. We need our fire department. It can't be complete anarchy. Hey, if you can uh, flip your phone sideways, David, yeah. so it'll fit better in my, uh, yeah, there, there he that is. Worked. There's that pretty man. But, uh, you know, well, what we were talking about when you got cut off a little bit earlier was uh, was when you bring songs to the rest of the bandmates, are they fully formed mm-hmm. or are they pieces of a song? And how often does a fully formed song get brought by you to the rest of the bandmates with the musical notes all set up, you know, and and uh, and they're just ready to hit record and go? I think it's. um because a lot of them are uh, narratives or um, poems, a lot of the structure will already be there. Um, because uh, I do a lot of my songwriting when I'm uh, lifting this powder, this blue powder that gives you energy when you're working out, and uh, it makes my brain go crazy. So when I'm doing squats and listening to music, I get that rhythm going, and then the words start coming out, you know. And maybe the juice is going to my brain. I don't know. So. I usually come out with like, you know, crazy phrases. And also my wife is Italian. So she says the funniest things, you know, um, uh, that she'll do a malapropism and, and think she's saying something like a hop, a hop and a scotch to get there, you know. And so she says all these great lyrics on, on, on accident. And I'm like, oh, I write that down. You know, it's really good. So uh, I think most of the most of the stuff comes out randomly. And then I pull it together and, and kind of bring it to them in a, in a song form. Um but I think now now the words come first, and usually when I'm doing squats or uh, when my wife is yelling at me. Well, I mean, it's hard to, to break away from, from your workout uh, to write down an idea. <laughs> do, you, do you have uh, a notebook that you keep? I know a lot of the people at the, the gym that I go to keep a yeah. notebook you know, for, to, to keep up with their exercises. But if you're thinking about certain things, uh, you, you want to be able to write those down quickly because yeah. at the end of a workout, you're never going to remember that. Yeah. No, you, got, you, you know the text function on your phone where you can take little notes to yourself? Yeah, so so I'm, I just try to wipe the sweat off my thumbs and then quickly type the uh, the lyrics. No, not it's, healthy. It, yeah, it's a nice thing when you have a little bit of time to yourself. I I do a lot of driving. My mm. gigs are often hours away from where I live, so I, I'm driving yeah. those those two hours and I'm thinking about certain things. Maybe a a a a, a, um, a subject for a a different podcast that I do. I, I do another one called What mm. Makes You Smarter. I'm working on that one. Yeah. It's not quite as interesting as the What Makes You Famous podcast because I get to bounce yeah. ideas off of people like you, you know, my uh, my yeah. say yes, do nothing uh, people across the pond there. And, and I, I love to, yeah. to, to, to get knowledge from you. This is primarily a, a learning podcast. Mm-hmm. And I, my loyal listener mm-hmm. is is gaining that knowledge from you. How do you become successful in this business or at least make a living. I know successful is very subjective. Mm-hmm. Successful might mean you pay your rent every month. Uh, you know, successful <laughs> might mean that you have a golden uh, toilet, you know. And speaking of toilets, that's oh, where I do I- a lot of my best uh, thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I do mine in the shower sometimes. I'm just sat there thinking, well, stood there and thinking. Mm. Mine's on walks, actually. It's on walks, yeah. Walks, walks is a good idea for, for ideas. Um, so, Dan, you mentioned that you travel a lot. Uh, is it is that in the car or? Yes, it's mostly in the car because I'm a mobile DJ, so I get to to go to weddings and oh. parties and and all kinds of events all over this uh, all over this country of ours. But mostly, I've been staying in the states. You know, the in my one state, I'm in Arkansas right now. So I, if I travel uh, f- uh, four hours in e- any direction, I'm going to be out of the state. So I try to keep it within that. You being in London. Are you keeping it close in that two-hour radius? Because I know that for a band, it's hard to keep all the band. Well, it's it's hard to get all the bandmates together on a certain time at a certain date. You got to have a lot of time ahead. Ahead, if somebody says or calls you up and says, "Hey, I got a gig for you tomorrow," be there. Can everybody show up, or is a day job going to be a problem, or a family? going to be in the, you know, hey, your family comes first, right? Mm. I mean, we, um, we've we all got our own things going on. Like, I'm, I'm in uni full-time. 
I'm doing a part-time job. You know, um, David like works like a workhorse. Like he never, he's never off shift. No. Um, Dan's a school teacher, so you know, nine to fives for him is a, uh, you know, is is not negotiable. He has to be there. So it's quite hard, but you know, it's funny you mentioned the um, where the gigs are. We're trying to branch out to. Uh, well, I'm I'm from Liverpool, so we're trying to find, uh, you know, gigs in Liverpool. Maybe expand it. Uh, in England, we're trying to we're trying to go places, but uh, yeah, at the moment it's it's difficult because you know we've all got kind of priorities that we need to uh, we need to attend to first before getting into the traveling and things like that and going going a bit bigger. But it's definitely on the cards, absolutely. Well, you have this band, Say Yes, Do Nothing. That is where the Venn diagram for all of you come together. Uh, you all have uh, other ideas, you know, whether it be family or job or education. These are important. Uh, it, it's a hustle. You, you, you And for a creative, <laughs> for a creative, it, you don't want it. Okay. For a creative like myself, like yourselves, you cannot be locked into just one train track you have to be able to go on different avenues and explore or else your your brain is going to get stagnant your creative juices are not going to flow properly so the the uh the school work that you're doing is giving you an outlet in that direction but you you're also having experiences that allow you to feed the say yes do nothing uh band as well i'm so you know you need to have experiences before you can uh write things down before you can create things and correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just project, projecting. Uh, David, uh, what are your thoughts? I always do my uh, songwriting somehow the end of the week, Friday. Last last bit of work finishes. I pick up the guitar. In and, the hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just jamming. So, so Maddie, Maddie lived with me this summer. Uh, and uh, I, my, my wife had just gotten me a hot tub in her backyard. So we spent quite a bit of time back there. And uh, what people don't know is that uh, we have a, quite a few serious Phil Collins fans in this band. Hey. So, so we used to sit out there with the hot tub and the Phil Collins. And uh, I don't know how the neighbors felt about that because you know it was a good long, good long Phil session. You'll you'll know if they're good neighbors if they uh, appreciate the Phil Collins being played. <laughs> Well, funny story. I'm I, from I'm from Miami, Florida, and uh, Phil Collins' uh, children uh, go to school or went to school with my nieces and nephews. And I know that he uh, at a um, an assembly uh, in in a in the cafeteria. I wasn't there, but it was either in the cafeteria or the gymnasium. He did a, a full on hold on, uh, you know, uh, um, in the air tonight. Uh, it, it, you know, yeah. uh, big acapella and all the kids were singing along with them. And I thought, wow, well, to be there would have been great. But no, yeah. my brother told me about it and he said it was wonderful. But he, I guess he lives in Miami, Florida now, at least part time anyway. How well, that, that would have been worth a lot. He, he played in London. I think it was about 400 pounds a ticket. So, uh, yeah. With Genesis. No, it was just him. Same. Yeah. They, they had the last Genesis tour, like, um, I think it was a few years ago, and the tickets were like three hundred pounds or something yeah. crazy. Like, it's a, it's a shame because if you know if I had the money, I'd, I'd probably go and see it. But you know, uh, I'm I'm a student, so you know. Well, I mean, I'm happy I'm that I got into radio all those years ago because before that, I was paying those ticket prices as well. But it, you know, and this is, and I'm dating myself. I graduated in 1986, way back in the 1900s, kids, and uh, ticket prices were twenty dollars any seat yeah. you know even for bruce springsteen i think it was 38 dollars in 1984 yeah. the, to see the born in the usa tour and that was one of the greatest and elton john oh my gosh he, he was about 35 yeah. 40 dollars and any seat huh? i think i was in row 30 uh close to the center huh? but uh, beautiful uh, but the, the ticket wow. prices have gotten outrageous i'm hearing that taylor swift is up in the 2000s uh, $2,000 area, you know, Brett, your ticket prices, yeah. are they getting that high or no? <laughs> well, I hope not. Well, we don't actually, that won't go. yeah, yeah, we, we don't, actually, <laughs> we don't decide the ticket prices, you know, that is, that is done by, by the, uh, you know, the powers that be. Um, so we can't really, you know, we, we don't really have a say in that yet. Um, but no, I mean, I, I mean, our ticket prices aren't, aren't massive. Um, 
So if you do want to come and see us, you know, don't don't feel uh, scared by the price tag. Well, I mean, I know that there's I mean, people there's people that have some free tickets every time too. So. Oh yes. Oh uh, yes. yeah, we have free tickets yeah, to give away. And stuff. Free tickets, free t-shirts. We got, we got, we got, we got, we got, we got. So A big thing in uh, London is people put their band stickers up in pub toilets. So. Yeah. So we got a bunch of these as well. Oh yes, you, you put them. You put them down there where the ice is, uh, so so the boys know how to <laughs> know where to aim at. Mm, there you go. But you know, hey, let me go back a little bit on the the ticket prices. Famously, I know that that you know the big companies that are selling the tickets, they have to get their piece and they'll drive the cost up as much as they can so they can get their percentage. I just want the artist to be able to get what they deserve, you know, what, you know, you're c- contributing your blood, your sweat, your tears into making this, this art and to have a big company uh, take uh, a large percentage of that money, you know, 50 cents on the dollar even, or, or was it 50, pen- 50 pence on the pound? I'm, I'm a terrible Anglophile. I love England and all things UK, but I, I, I'm not good with the, I'm not good with my own money. How can I be good with somebody else's money? But, uh, you know, I know that there were some bands back in the 90s, maybe some of the grunge bands that were pu- pushing back on some of those $100, $200 prices and were saying, hey, we need to keep the units down to $20, $25. And they were really pushing back on that. And I, I, I commend them for that. It might have been Pearl Jam. That's what I'm thinking in my head. And it might be so- some of the other ones that were pushing back on ticket prices. I mean, I, to, to get up out of your, your house and, and the comfort of your own home, you don't want to to uh, break the bank to go out and see your favorite band, but hey, you know to see say yes, do nothing. There's value in that, you know there is. So to get up out of bed and and uh, or get off off your couch in front of your TV to go pay some money to see you, are you going to give them a show? What's the show like? I don't have to get off the couch because we just recorded uh, <laughs> our last show, and it's going to be on uh, an online music festival. It's going to be on Channel R Discovers online music festival in november so people won't have to get off the couch anymore so is that something that they can give a, a couple of pounds uh to the, for the effort and be able to watch it in the comfort of their own home or is it is that completely free yeah i'll i'll, I'll come to their door and they can they can they can pay donation come with a hat go to not knock on every door and just like get a hat and just be like mm, donations please no we um you know that that's a free thing i'm pretty sure isn't it the uh, the online thing yeah yeah no it was great we got it all done for free too we had some friends who were videographers and audio engineers and they came and uh, pushed the sound man aside for quite a while he wasn't too happy about it but uh, yeah that was nice yeah but you say it was free you say it was free i don't want to discount your effort at all there's value to you taking your time to do this i mean you should be each at least getting a hundred dollars an hour this this is just me throwing uh, a number out in the air a hundred pounds an hour for your time for the, the you know you have to know your worth and add tax i think i saw an influencer on instagram uh say know your worth and add tax you know that was i thought that was a great thing to say and it kind of i took it to heart i go you know what yeah you can't do those free shows for exposure anymore you have to try to make a living uh, doing what you're doing you you worked hard to learn how to play guitar bass drums uh, you know all the instruments that you're playing uh, you took a lot of time so people should pay for that effort i think right see the 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 issue in um that's that's that is like you know on paper the ideal world but especially in london the competition is so so you know there's so many people doing the same thing and to really stand out and therefore to earn money from it is so, you know, the chances are really slim, especially in the early stages. It takes a lot of time to, you know, uh, get these contacts, get the gigs. Um, and, and in London, it just doesn't, it doesn't pay, uh, you know, as much as musicians would like it. So I guess, but, you know, re- regardless if we're getting paid or not, we play, I mean, we're doing charity gigs. Yeah. We, uh, we play for, you know, for the, the love of music. Well, it's really. fun as hell. It's fun. It's the only thing that is, you know, that I get like pure enjoyment from. So, mm. you know, to, to play for free is no issue for me. Or I think I can speak for 
the rest of the band as well. Well, that's, for, that's uh, why you, you're breaking out and you go off to those uh, out far away uh, towns that maybe have more cows and, uh, and chickens as you're passing by. You know, uh, and um, you say you were from Liverpool. I never heard of any anybody from Liverpool making it big. I mean, uh, I can name a few people. <laughs> at least four. At least four fabulous people. At least four people. At least, at least five people. Um, well, I mean. Uh, no, no, not, not the who. Not the who. Not the, <laughs> no, not the who. <laughs> no, but um, no, I mean. Liverpool is a good music scene as well. I think like it's very, it's very music centered, obviously because of its its roots and what's happened there in the past hundred years. And it's a, uh, it's very. I mean, it's a touristy place, but you know the music uh, is always playing. Prevails. Always, always prevails, especially in the north. Yeah, is it all Beatles all the time or what? Uh, it's it's a lot of Beatles as a, most of the time. But, as a um, touristy kind of thing, like because I've just gone with Matt a couple of times. It's very Beatles orientated for yeah. like. The way I see it, as yeah. a as a as a tourist of sorts. Yeah, I mean, if you want to see Beatles in Liverpool, you can, and there's a lot of it. You know, there's statues, museums, you know, music bars, whatever, the cavern. Um, but I mean, if you're not into the Beatles, you know, you can still go and enjoy the city and how pleasant it is. But um, no, it's I mean, it's one of the things that makes it famous. One of the only things. So you know, you can expect a lot of tourists coming for the you know the Beatles and the Beatles only. Yeah, all the football. Well, I mean, if you have a, a a band that came out of your town that that uh, that really changed, I it arguably changed music as a whole. Yeah, they really, you know, they were in the right place at the right time with the right uh, promotion, uh, with the right, you know, going doing the right things, doing something different, you know. But uh, it, hey, hey, it, hey, love the Beatles. I love Elvis. <laughs> you know what? Who yeah. who who are the people that you're listening to as you're growing up? Uh, in, in the three of you, uh, and I'll go with Maddie first. So, well, we mentioned <laughs> Phil Collins. My uh, my dad was a big Phil Collins and Genesis guy, so um, you know there was a lot of that played in the car. Um, my mom's music as well. It was like a merge of my family's in like musical interests and in that. Like none of them uh, strictly musicians. My dad played drums for a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of my my family's influences. A lot of you know Northwest Manchester Liverpool bands, um, icons, the Smiths, um, you know uh, Beatles, uh, everything from up there is yeah. And then Stone Roses, yeah, Stone Ooh, Roses, one, yeah. Stone Roses, really good. Um, I mean, I could I could go on forever. Like it's brilliant. But um, Jake, you're you're into heavier stuff than me. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, David, you were quite. I mean, I I don't know because you listen to everything. I don't. Uh, what What did you actually like listen to growing up? Because I've never asked this question to you. Yeah, um, I th- it's funny. Dad's playing radios is a big influence, isn't it? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So a lot of Motown on the radio. That's cool. Uh, and my dad had a little Richard uh, C tape that he gave me, and then I got the CD. But one of my fondest memories of my dad he was a great dancer and i had robert cray playing um sitting on the couch and he just it was like it was like a tom cruise sliding in his socks he like slid into the room and just started doing this amazing james brown jive like just sliding around the room and just doing splits and stuff and then just slid back out of the room <laughs> that is nothing. a great move, man. That's a great daddy. Uh, you know, w- way back when they called me yeah. dancing Danny G. So I, I really appreciate yeah. the dancers in life, especially right. you know uh, the the male dancers because that's the that's the niche. You know that there's a lot of lady yeah. dancers, a lot of good lady dancers, but you can only name you know one Mikhail Brishnikov, one Gregory Hines, <laughs> one Fred Astaire. You know one you know the 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 yeah. very few the the handful or two handfuls of males that made it big but yeah slide into the room that's that's a that's a feat man i, I like doing that it but was, uh, yeah. you know i, I want to go yeah. back to genesis uh, genesis was another band we were talking about earlier were a two-piece band uh you know really can entertain genesis was a, a big old like a uh what is jam band and they started whittling away and whittling away and whittling away and i think by the time phil collins you know on the drums took the vocals 
they had a, a, a the record that came out after was it was called and then there were three so there were three left out of the uh, many members that had come and gone stripping it down is that what rock and roll really the get you get the heart of that rock and roll or is chicago or or, or one of the earth wind and fire you know there's 30 40 guys up on the on the stage what are your favorite shows to go see you want to see a lot of people or just a stripped down really hardcore mm, this is it fan of a trio yeah trios are good for me it's always a trio or duo duos are also good if you uh, noise which some people do pull off uh, yeah. i think the uh pia pia gabriel did uh, the first genesis album um which I don't listen to too much, but it, you know, after, I think it was when Phil Collins started um, doing vocals is when you know I really started listening to them with my dad and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's three a three piece is really good. There's a lot of yeah. good bands who, especially small bands that I know from like the north, after you know just going to small gigs and stuff. There are some really amazing trios that you know they have bass. Guitar and vocals is like you know the the one person and then the drums. Yeah, I I would really like I'd love to be in a in a three piece. But if you've got the resources and the people who are willing to do it, then you know a four or even five pieces is, is not out of the question. I mean, Jake does uh, keys as well, so to get a keyboard player would be really cool for live shows. It adds like another another cool layer. Uh, we've been recording it as well. I was talking. So, um, I was yeah. talking to a gentleman the other day, uh, and he said, uh, you know, uh, just for sure, uh, at no point in his life he will never use a synthesizer of any kind. It has to be, you know, real uh, instruments, no synthesizer, no loops, nothing. Uh, you know, what do you feel? Because you could be a a one piece band, a vocalist with, uh, you know, like uh, Reggie Watts entertains me to no end with his yeah. with his uh looping you know he plays a loop and then he plays over that loop and overdubs that loop and then he does some vocals and he loops that a one piece band with a synthesizer that really knows how to use it could be very entertaining i mean what what do you th- what are your feelings on on synthesizers and and the like i mean um it really depends like as like a personal preference what you want to you know, achieve and what you want to do. I think for, for us, because we're in the band, you know, we're very happy with it being very authentic, traditional, like, rock band. You know, we've got two guitars, a few vocals, backing vocals. Like, you know, the very old-school band kind of set up. And some some people who are, you know, making the way, pioneering, like, the crazy technology and stuff, like, it's brilliant to watch. It's brilliant to see. But uh, I think for us, we're very... We're very into the uh, the old school kind yeah. of rock and roll. Oh, when Thomas um, Dolby blinded me with science way back in the 80s, that was mm. on the edge of that. Uh, if you listen to that yeah. song, it's still, wow, one person doing all that. Yeah. It was great. It was yeah. great. Impressive. But, but I, do like, I do like going and seeing a band, a drummer, a, a guitarist, a bassist. That's the the three, and then maybe if you want to add another keyboard or add another uh, lead guitar, the four or the five. It, it's uh, yeah, for me that's pretty good to go see a show. And, you know, yeah. hey, and how about pyrotechnics versus a stripped down show? I mean, I guess it depends on how much they're how much they're paying you. Well, you know, is how big you can make the show. But what are they going to see? Are they going to see pyrotechnics? Are they going to see lights when they go see a? Uh, a say yes, do nothing show. Well, basically, it's just us. <laughs> we have no pyrotechnical aspects uh, to our shows. We do, we do rely, yes. we do rely on quite heavily um, the the lovely people working at the venues that we yeah. play. But um, I think definitely in the future, if you get the right people who know the right stuff, you can uh, you can expand your set and make it. You know, do your own lights and just uh, trust in the in house. Uh, lighting and sound engineers and then yeah hopefully expand on that soon I did a good well, job. i'm a i'm a big believer in christmas lights so, yeah uh, you know if, you, if, if you're not gonna have a light show christmas lights and uh i often will get tangled up in them and uh i, I end up tangled up but uh I actually i really hate smoke machines and lights because uh, after our last show they had smoke machines i couldn't find my stuff after the show 
<laughs> no, it even was too smoky to find my guitar. You know, being being so, in the Halloween the Halloween time, uh, people ask me yeah. for a smoke machine. I said, "Is this venue outdoors? Is this gig outdoors?" Yeah. Because if you smoke up this little tiny bar, this little tiny club, yeah. people are going to get asthmatic whether they are or not. It, yeah. They're going to have a very very bad lung problems. Oh my goodness. So yes, yeah. I, I don't use my smoke. smoke machine. Is it? It's like some kind of weird powder or something. Like it's not what it looks like. It's nasty. Well, okay. Let's go scientific. <laughs> Everything you smell yeah. is a particle, you know, <laughs> everything. Yeah. If you go in the restroom and you smell something, yeah, those particles are getting in your nose. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't want to think about that. Gross. But no, you're, 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 no, and, and when I was, when I was a baby DJ, when I first started, it was two turntables and a microphone. That was all I was responsible for. I would plug into somebody else's PA. They would have their own lighting. Not anymore. Now, not anymore. I have a truckload of PA uh, speakers, stands, lighting, uh, two turntables, microphone, you know, computer. I'm I'm in charge of all of that. Do you have a a, a person that has the PA, or you say you you only book gigs that have their own systems? David, I don't think David's going. Um, I mean, we're still real, very real, much reliant on someone else having a PA. Yeah, but I mean, you go to you go to most venues in London, and especially the uh, the more renowned ones, they do have. You know, they don't hire just any sound engineer off the street. So you can usually trust them to do a, a good job with the sound and the lights. But, um, yeah, you can't really – beggars can't be choosers in London, like, especially with the gigs. You bring – you know, like, I know that I use the in-house kit with most venues. Like, I don't have a, a full kit that I can transport around freely in London. Like, I have to rely on, you know, the um, the body and the shell of a kit and then bring my own cymbals uh, for – like kick pedal stool so it's kind of the things that you know the necessities like if, as long as you've got those in london you can gig anywhere really because most places do have a good uh backline uh, set of equipment so yeah it's it's well, not london, london yeah. is set up so that you can actually just take the underground train with your amp and your guitar even just your just your guitar and show up um so i mean driving through london is not easy with traffic and they have all these charges. They don't want you to drive through the cities. There's taxes and stuff. So, you know, it's not like the old Scooby-Doo van where you roll up with your drums and your light system and, you know, unload. Um, I, I miss those days because it's love. I mean, Jake had a band in Europe when he played there, and I would love to have a band again. But it's not like that. You show up with your guitar and you plug in. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh... I mean, we, we, we do make use of the Ubers quite a lot yeah, to get around with the, with the gear, which is usually the best option because it's, you know, it's it's not too expensive and it saves you, like, carrying two amps of guitar and, like, a, like a pedal board around the tubes and stuff, which is never, it's never fun because you arrive to sound check and load in at, like, six o'clock and you're already, like, sweating and, like, out of breath, tired and, you know, but it's, it's, Wait, how, it's, how, it's how it is in London, yeah, you can't escape it. Well, is the way it is. I see the TikToks and Instagrams, and you know that kind of put it into perspective the the load ins and the load outs of bands, where you'll see the drummer with like carts full of equipment, carts full of drums and cymbals and all kinds of equipment. You know, the guitarist, okay, he's got an amp and a guitar on his back. Uh, the singer, a microphone. That's it. That's all he had to carry in a microphone. Lucky, 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 lucky boys. Right. I'm up there carrying like a snare, like symbols, you know, carrying the the weight of responsibility. Um, yeah, more like more like we're carrying his snare and symbols. <laughs> no, it's it's nice to have a team. He rolls a cigarette. Yeah. yeah. To to be yeah. to be fair, I have been um leaving my my stuff at uh, David's for quite a while. Just uh-huh. just because you know the the after parties and we're all like too drunk and when we go home at like three in the morning. You don't want you know, to be you don't want to be, yeah, be carrying like a whole drum set on your on your back and arms on the on the bus home, you know. No, it's it's nice but, to have yeah. a team. It really is to, to to help you out in that respect. But uh, you know, it, it is um oh my goodness, it, it is hard. It's, well, okay, in London I'm sure there's different rooms that have different sounds 
and different drum kits. If you're not carrying your own equipment for me, I'd like having my own PA with my own turntables and my own microphone because I know my system. I know how to set it up. I know how to make it sound the best that it can sound. If I'm using somebody else's equipment, oh my goodness, I have no idea. I have to adjust it. And it, and sometimes it takes the first 10, 15 minutes of the gig to get that sound just right. And you go, oh, okay, I finally got it. But that first 10, 15 minutes, it kind of sucked. It was. It wasn't as good as it could be. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a luxury to have, um, you know, your own gear with your own setup at a gig, especially you know here. It's uh, and and when you know there's bands on before and after you on the um, you know on the running order for for the night, and you know you've got to, especially with my drums because I I I'm left-handed, so I play the kit a little bit different, and um, it everyone gets quite frustrated i'm pretty sure that i have to move you know pieces of my kit around just so it i can play it properly just because of the uh, the left hand so yeah it's um it's it's nice to have your own gear but you know the in-house kits and stuff they usually work fine fingers fingers crossed if yeah it's good, you, you've added a whole nother yeah. dimension maddie uh, being left-handed in a right-handed world everything has to be set the opposite way I'll- that was uh, that was Ringo Starr in the Beatles. Mm. He was also left-handed. Coincidentally, I'm not not making any comparison. No, isn't uh, wasn't uh, uh, John Lennon was he left-handed as well, or was it Paul McCartney that was left-handed? Paul McCartney. Okay, yeah, Paul, yeah, McCartney. Paul McCartney. And whenever he would, yeah, yeah. he would pick up John's guitar, he he would pick up John's guitar and he would play it upside down because there was no way yeah. he was going <laughs> to string it any differently, right? I think also, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Lennon also tried to learn left-hand guitar, apparently. That's cool. So right? they could bo- all play each other's instruments. That's cool. Fantastic. I mean, that's commitment, man. That's commitment. And, and they all used to, like, play Ringo's kit as well, just, like, in rehearsals. Like, you'd, like you know, George left the band at one point, if you've seen the uh, the documentary on uh, Disney+. Plus. haven't. And, um, I just got Disney+, Plus then, yesterday. Man, you need to, you need to say it. I mean... Me and Jake watched the whole thing in a weekend when he yeah. came up to Liverpool, and it was like it's something crazy, like nine hours long or something. And we yeah, like, we, we smashed it out the whole weekend, and I've seen it absolutely brilliant. It's yeah. it's very you know it's an eye opening thing to watch. Like yeah. you should, it, it blows you like you need to sit down and be ready for it because it it does blow your mind a little bit. Like yeah. you feel you feel like you're in the room with them and like talking with them. It's crazy. Well, the cool thing is, it's like it's it it's very. Um, very much like any other rehearsal that I've yeah, ever been in with it, any other band. Yeah, you which start, is brilliant. You start like you start noticing like similarities, like when you're in the rehearsal room and you like, you know, it, it kind of makes it that bit more special because you know that like in the in the sixties, you know, these guys were doing the same thing, and it's you know, it's quite a it's quite a cool thing to to realize when you're in the the studio or the rehearsal room. Yeah. Wow, cool. celebrities, they're just like us. <laughs> no, it, I'm, I'm, we're, make, we're making it though. We're getting that. Way. Yeah, you can see that. Say yes, do nothing has the same potential to be that great. Be bigger than the Beatles? No, I don't want to make that same. Uh, Oasis said that, <laughs> didn't they? There, there was a few bands that have done that uh, over the years. Uh, we're going to be bigger than the Beatles. Mm, okay, uh, it's nice to have I think high we're goals. Taller than the Beatles. Okay, okay, you got height on them. Thank you, David, for that. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, I think we have a few inches oh. on the Beatles. I'm not small. You're I'm small. all right. I'm like I'm five eleven. That's not small. That's average height. Five eleven. Yeah, uh, on on a good day, I'm six <laughs> The right kind of shoes. I'm, I'm six foot with the right shoes on. Let's put it that way. All right. Maybe seven foot with the right shoes if you want. Uh, yeah, I get stilettos and just like walk, <laughs> play drums in a pair of stilettos. Well, it's <laughs> been a, a, a complete pleasure talking to you. I want to be respectful of your time because it's probably three in the morning over there in England right now. I, I have no idea what time is uh, anymore. Uh, what, what time is it over in England? Just uh, just about 10 o'clock. 10 p.m. Okay. Yeah, in the evening. All right. Yeah, it's bedtime. not too bad. Bedtime. About a good chat. <laughs> Although uh, you're probably going to be heading out to the pubs now on a Sunday night and uh, and doing your thing. No. Uh, film now. We're going to go and watch a film, have a, a drink of whiskey. Yes. We'll be all right. No, I seriously yeah. did get the, the Disney Plus, and by no means is this an ad for Disney, but uh, you know, the wife and the kid and I were, were all thinking, you know, there's a, a lot of good shows over there. And I had I forgot that the Beatles were on that 
And I appreciate you br- yeah. for bringing that to me. I'm, yeah. I know what my weekend plans next weekend are after the, uh, <laughs> after the wedding gig that I do is, uh, to hang out with the Beatles all night long and, um, you know, say, uh, say yes, do nothing. Make sure that, uh, that, that you're listening to the, to the videos and the, hey, I love that you've, you've made some music videos for your songs. Cause me as, as a DJ, it's not two turns tables and a microphone. And now there's the video. Uh, I'm a video DJ, so I put them put it up on screens on the walls, and, and that way there's that visual. And wow. when people ask me at the rap next week, "Hey, who is that?" I'm gonna say, "That's say yes, do nothing." That's that you know it, that's my yeah. job it, is to put your name out there and to help you go that much further. But um, uh, you know, David, anything anything and, else to? Uh, you've been very kind. You know, you posted you posted some really nice videos. I mean, uh, it's it's been great. You know, over the years, I, I'm glad we've stayed in touch. You know. Yes, I appreciate that. I, I don't want this to be the the last time that we talk. I know it was a solo, and I got two more bandmates here. Uh, you know, say yes, do nothing. Uh, the people are uh, of uh, you know my listener is is getting to to know more about you. And I hope they tell two friends and they tell two friends and so on and so on and so on. And uh, that's how you get yeah. that much bigger. And people watch your London shows. You say that you got shows that are coming up. I already have the um, Say Yes, Do Nothing uh, website. It's in the show notes. All your social media is down there. I have your, um, uh, let's see. Well, uh, I have your your Instagram Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud. It's all in the show notes. People are going to know more about you. I want you to give shout outs to the people that have helped you along the way. And since uh, you were able to give shout outs last time, David Eastman, I'm going to let you give the first shout outs to people that have helped you along the way. And then we'll go along down the line there. I'm, I'm telling people that listen to radio. What you do good stuff. All right, Maddie shout outs. Um, yeah, I just want to, uh, shout out everyone who comes to the gigs. There's been a few friends from from Liverpool who have uh, made their way down by surprise and uh, surprise yeah. me. So I've had a few, yeah, a few friends from up north come down and see us. Um, we want to thank the uh, the people from my from my uni SAE from the film department for doing the photography, <coughs> the filming, uh, the audio as well. Um, uh, Serena, David's David's wife for. Uh, You're nicking all my people. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I have to. I mean, from from both of us, from both of us, we shout out Serena because she uh, she feeds us coffee before yes. gigs to make sure we're all and energetic. very and fed, very, and very garlicky hummus that yeah. made me stink of garlic for the whole gig. <laughs> which is great. She she cooks a good meal. She she's Absolutely, amazing, yeah. and she's very supportive. She's she's there every gig. You know, we, we yeah. thank we thank her a lot. Yeah, well, just in general, thanks to all like the everyone, coming. everyone that come, like everyone all who comes all regularly. Even our close friends yeah. that kind of come along every single gig. Yeah, and hit, know hit the, the same songs. songs. Yeah, but they still come anyway, regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're very appreciative. Very much so. Yeah. Well, give a sound out one more time. Say your names. Uh, I am Matty from Say Yes Do Nothing, the drummer. I'm Jake, the the bass player, and we also. I'm have- I'm, I'm Dave, the other guy. <laughs> perfect very talented perfect singer all right my, my friends uh I, i'm gonna st- finish these things off with last words for the people i've got three of you and once again in the same order i'm gonna have you do your last words for the people this could be words to live by something you heard a long time ago maybe a mantra that you wake up with every morning or whatever pops into your head at this moment in time david eastman give the last words for the people <laughs> no idea is stupid always have a pencil write it down <laughs> Maddie, give the last words for the people. Peace and love. You're not here for a, a long time, so you may as well make the most of it and uh, come and see uh, live music again. Come see live music, everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Jake, last words for the people. Just play m- music. Play music. Listen to Never music. stop. Never stop listening to music. It won't die because we are here trying to make it alive. <laughs> We're trying to keep it alive. there you have it party people say yes do nothing well at least three of the members david eastman matthew Poole, jake h brown such a good group of fellas uh just uh, ready to play for you ready to rock the house ready to i don't know if they i don't know if they necessarily melt faces but they play some good time rock and roll i'll tell you it's not like the it's not like that metal i mean and there's a place for metal for sure 
But uh, yeah, it's some good party type rock and roll. You're going to get a good show. You're going to get that, that, uh, just that, that good vibe. You know, we talked to the rhythm section and you know that they're tight. They were sitting right next to each other. If you were watching the video version, you could see that Maddie and Jake are mm, gelling. You got the rhythm section and you got David up there on the vocals. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. And if you check out their, their YouTube page, you get a little taste of what you're going to see when you go see them live in London and the surrounding areas. So make sure you follow them on the say yes, do nothing.com. And that's, uh, that's the place you ought to be to find out about all their shows. And of course, follow them around on social media. So you get the up to the minute, uh, up to the, up to the time, you know, the, like, like almost live up to the minute details. All right, party people. That's it for this edition of, of what makes you famous. Thank you to the members of say yes, do nothing for being on the show. I appreciate them so much. Now, if you, yes, you, I'm turning my attention to you, my loyal listener. If you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call 501-470-6386 or email keysdan at AOL.com. That's it for me. It's keysdan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keysdan.com thank you for listening hey keys dan what you doing my line i'm playing the best music by request 24 hours a day click on the request tab at the top of radio what.com radio what.com radio what the music you want with some words to live by the most important sex organ is the brain a public service message from radio what.com the music you want <laughs>